0: Hey,
1: pull up a chair. Welcome. This is our third episode of our fourth season of the Green Room Door Podcast. I'm Dave Trout. Pleasure to have you with us. And we are in the midst of some music royalty. Yes, our guest today is four-time Grammy Award winning singer Kevin Max. It's going to be a great show. And uh, we're primarily talking about his new album just releasing this week on November 20th called Revisiting This Planet. Um, it's a, it's basically a, a reimagining of the trend-setting 1972 album by Larry Norman called Only Visiting This Planet. Um, if you don't know your Christian music history, I'll give you the quick overview. Um, Larry Norman is considered by many as one of the godfathers of... Christian contemporary music or Christian rock. Um, his, uh, his album, Only Visiting This Planet, was his sophomore album. It came out in uh, 1972. Um, and CCM Magazine, um, several years ago, released um, their picks of the top 100 greatest albums in christian music history and this that album of course was on the list only visiting this planet uh, but uh, what you might not know is that album was number two on the entire list that's how important it is to the landscape of christian music and I think it was only behind an Amy Grant release. So, um, just to give you a, a little more insight, um, I'll have to thank Wikipedia for this, but uh, apparently the uh, Library of Congress National Recording Registry has their own sort of Hall of Fame where each year they, they induct 25 sound recordings. And in 2014 this album only visiting this planet was one of the 25 sound recordings inducted into that national recording registry that preserves quote cultural artistic or historic treasures representing the richness and diversity of the american soundscape <laughs> so that gives you an idea of how important. Uh, that album from Larry Norman was and um, let's take a little listen to it so you get a feel for it obviously the production is dated it's a 48 year old album but lyrically and just um, even just when you think about the what rock music was at the time especially Christian music I mean, this was way ahead of its time. So let's listen to a little bit from Larry
2: Norman.
1: This is just to set the table a little bit for our interview with Kevin today. Um, If you have followed Christian music um, like I have for for many, many years, um, this album just is full of amazing songs that have stood the test of time lyrically and have been remade a bunch. Of course, I Wish We'd All Been Ready. Um, We have Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music. We have... The Great American Novel, Why Don't You Look Into Jesus, Um, just so many amazing songs from this album. And Kevin Max has remade the album song for song uh, in his own unique way. Um, And the album is called Revisiting This Planet. Uh, we're excited to share um, a little bit of that because um, it, it's at the time of this recording it hasn't even been released yet but um, let's listen to a little sample of Kevin's uh, one of Kevin's remakes and then we'll dive right into the interview
2: I see the flash of guns I red the mind becomes I've got a close up
1: Kevin, thanks so much for joining us uh, from your home today, um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we're going to dive into talking about the, the new music in, in a bit. Um, I, uh, I just first want to talk to you about this weird, crazy year that we have been going through collectively, I guess, as a, as a whole, not just a whole nation, but just the whole world, and just... You know, how have you been managing life? Uh, how, how have you been affected even just emotionally and mentally uh, through this year of 2020?
3: Yeah, man, well, um, 2020, uh, wow, it's just been one thing after another, hasn't it? Um, strangely, my last show of the year was March, um, the very beginning of March. I think it was March 6th. I did a acoustic show in at the House of Blues in Orlando, Florida, um, with my guitar player Eric Cole and my friend Aaron Smith on drums. Really cool show. Um, my family was actually in Orlando with me and went to Disney the next day. Uh, we stood in lines and everything. And then when we came back home, we found out about this uh pandemic that was supposedly sweep, sweeping through the nation and crazy because i mean we were we didn't catch it and we didn't have any symptoms after that so it was it was amazing that we didn't um you know this year has been tough emotionally physically everything but it's been super productive for me um i you know basically went in and created radio Technica, which was a uh, electronic spoken word album um, with my friend Dean Capone of 3K Static, and uh, we released that on July 3rd, um, right before July 4th. Bit of a protest album. Uh, you know, we're definitely um, kind of at, 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 the, at a certain point, I felt like everybody was, you know, taking the chance at being honest and truthful through their platforms and I just felt like it was my my turn to to get into that and and tell people what I believed and what I was all about and and um started getting political for the first time in my life um through social media and uh man it's actually been a really wonderful experience for me it's really kind of um you know, freed me up in a lot of different ways. And I've I realized a lot of people have stopped following me. But um, the people that, that, you know, stopped following me were, you know, kind of replaced by people that, new people that started to follow me and, and new listeners. And so for that part, it's been amazing.
1: Yeah, man, I hear you. Um, it's been just quite a year. And, but that's brave and bold of you to put yourself out there like that, kind of knowing uh that you're you're gonna get some heat for that but I'm glad that you found um that it's been good in the long run so uh let's let's move to the music because um uh obviously you know we talked about uh Larry Norman at the start of the show and uh, he's one of the legends the godfathers of Christian rock and um and this album that you're releasing really honors him and his music Um, but more than that, you, um, you actually got to know him personally. So what was it like to, you know, share the stage with him to get to know him back in the nineties?
3: Yeah, Larry, um, it's interesting because, you know, DC talk, uh, toured, um, you know, with Larry pretty early on, I was kind of, uh, you know, I think, I think it was like the early 90s, we did a festival over in Europe, and I was introduced to Larry's music for the first time, saw him on stage. I think he did a, a, an acoustic set, if I, if I remember correctly. I mean, that's a long time ago. But I remember it was like him and Res Band and Charlie Peacock. And, and uh, you know, I just remember thinking this guy was so prolific, so interesting. And then, of course, um, during the Jesus Freak time period, uh, he came out on the road with us did a few shows with us, uh, we, we sang, wish we'd all been ready together. Um, but through those years of touring, Larry and I actually became friends. And and um, uh, when DC Talk kind of went, went our separate ways and started working on our solo records, uh, Larry came to town one time and I had, um, he came to visit me and we went to Tower Records and he bought me a bunch of vinyl, that was kind of his thing to do like you know hey here's vinyl i want you to listen to and he'd he'd buy me like three or four records and uh some of them i loved and other others i just kind of like just threw into a collection <laughs> but um you know what's interesting one night I, I you know i was in the middle of making my record and and um i was going to dinner with adrian baloo my producer and i invited larry to come out with adrian and i at the palm restaurant downtown and Man, it was just an amazing conversation between the three of us. Adrian Ballou, Larry Norman, Kevin max just talking about everything, you know. Um, Touring stories, uh, stuff about how we grew up, you know, the music that interested us. It was just an amazing time. So uh, Larry sang on my first record. He sang backgrounds to to a song called On and On off the Stereotype B album. Um, Unfortunately, when I moved out to L.A., shortly after finishing stereotype B, um, I kind of fell out of contact with Larry for a few years. And, uh, and then of course he passed away. Um, and I, uh, I was really bummed that I didn't get a chance to reach out to him, you know, in the year or two before he he passed away. It was just something that's always I've, I've regretted. Um, But what's been amazing is to be able to come full circle with this project, you know, become best friends with his son Mike, and and uh, be able to do this thing.
1: Ah, I love that, and I'm so glad you're doing this record because, you know, I mean, Only Visiting This Planet came out um, actually three years before I was born, so a lot of you know Gen Xers, um, even though this album sort of existed in the pantheon of christian music you know it sort of predated the music we got into so i i didn't really even get into larry's music until a contemporary artist like like dc talk or maybe i mean jeff Moore in the distance and holy soldier there were a few artists that that did remakes of larry's stuff that would help me to kind of go back and learn the original stuff but um I'm glad you're doing this because I feel like you are awakening these amazing songs for a new generation of either Gen Xers or Millennials where the album sort of predates our listening ears. What does it mean for you to just have the opportunity to re-record these amazing songs and just share it with new listeners, a new generation?
3: You know, only visiting this planet was, um, you know... It was the it was the album, it was the quintessential album in my opinion that kind of opened the door for uh, the Christian rock industry um, even though it was more of a folk record really um, but I, I feel it, it's still so relevant especially in 2020 with the subject material um, everything from politics to you know social um, ideals and and um, you know the the constant, uh, you know, he was constantly talking about, you know, people in power and the in the abuse of power, and you know, just trying to figure out, um, you know, where J- Jesus stood, you know, within the whole of the of, of society, and um, particularly the song "Great American Novel" to me was just kind of like uh, an overall, um, you know, um, kind of a Overall statement on, on what was happening during, during those times in, in the early 70s and late 60s, and um, you know, going to the moon and Richard Nixon and all of these different subjects, and of course, you know, um, the situation with um, civil rights and, and the racism that was rampant in this country. Uh, so, I feel like all of those subjects have come full circle now. And um, man, Larry was obviously way ahead of his time. And, and in my opinion, putting this record out right now, um, and people have never been able to listen to the original Only Visiting This Planet, hopefully will listen to this record and really just kind of be amazed at you know, how far ahead of his time Larry was, how prophetic he was, but, but also how down to earth he was about all the subject material that's, that's happening right now.
1: Nice. We're talking today with four-time Grammy winner, Kevin Max, who is uh, just about to release a new album called Revisiting This Planet. Uh, and it is a song-for-song uh, a song remake of the iconic Only Visiting This Planet with Larry Norman. Um, we are going to take a quick break, but we have, in the second half of the show, we're going to dive even deeper into the making of the album and talk about a interesting new uh musical developments for you kevin so uh we're looking forward to that part of the conversation um and before we uh, hit the break though just want to let you know uh that we have uh some thanksgiving stuff coming up um that we want to invite you into because yeah thanksgiving's right around the corner we have, um, of course, our Song RX daily emails that come out every weekday morning, and uh, next week they're going to be all devoted to Thanksgiving songs, so you can check that out at, uh, or if you haven't signed up for that email yet, you can do that at our website, utrmedia.org. It's totally free to get that. Uh, we don't charge a penny. Um, but it is, um, hopefully encouraging to those who read it. Um, and also we have our Thanksgiving themed, um, special menu playlist available on Spotify, Apple music, and Amazon prime music. So, uh, check out UTR's special menu playlist for a whole bunch of Thanksgiving songs um, and so, uh, yeah, good stuff to check out. Um, and then when we come back, more conversation with Kevin Max here on Green Room Door. Don't go anywhere.
0: One thing we y'all been missing for too long: live music together. Let's bring it back in the quickest and safest way possible. UTR Media has teamed up with Renew the Arts to launch Porchlight an Art Hospitality Network. We're rethinking the whole live music scene, making it more rooted in community with comfort and safety at the forefront. Sign up to be a host and help change the live music landscape now and for the future. It's totally free. Join at utrmedia.org.
4: This UTR media podcast is sponsored by Amazon.com and their platform for giving back to non-profit organizations, smile.amazon.com. The next time you need to buy a backpack, computer, book, glue sticks, Ultra HD TV or fidget spinner, millions of products, and you type in AMA, stop right there. And instead, type in smile.amazon.com. It's the exact same website, exact same products. But now you can type in UTR Media as your supporting organization and Amazon will donate 0.5% of all eligible purchases to UTR. You literally pay the same price and get the same prime benefits. But UTR Media gets supported thanks to you being a kind and thoughtful shopper. If you shop with the Amazon app, you can load up your shopping cart and then go to smile.amazon.com to check out and you will be unlocking free money to support this mission. Again, go to smile.amazon.com for your online shopping and select to support UTR Media. This UTR
0: media podcast is sponsored by the new single from singer songwriter Weston Skaggs. The sun,
2: will will shine. I can't stop the, rain.
0: the Sun won't shine by Weston Skaggs. Pairs the melancholy of difficult times with the sunny sound of 60s indie folk.
2: Through the struggle, I trust.
0: Sun Won't Shine by Weston Skags is available now on Spotify and all major music platforms.
1: Hey, welcome back to Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and today we're talking with Kevin Max about his new record, Revisiting This Planet, which honors the sophomore release from Larry Norman, the iconic Only Visiting This Planet from 1972. I mentioned it was... Uh, it was basically submitted into the Library Congress like Hall of Fame, pretty much. and uh, when that happened, they um, they called that album, quote, "the key work in the early history of Christian rock and also described Larry Norman as uh, one who quote, "commented on the world as he saw it from his position as a passionate, idiosyncratic outsider to mainstream churches. Interesting because i feel like the same could be said of our guest today kevin max Um, he is a unique voice in the world uh, inside and outside of christian music and a fitting person to remake that album well before we dive back into the conversation with kevin let's take another listen to a clip from revisiting this planet
2: Well, my phone is tapped and my lips are chapped From whispering through the fence You know every move I make Or is that just coincidence? Will you try to make my way of life Seem a little less like jail If I promise to make tapes and slides And send them through the mail
1: a quick clip from the great american novel a song that is hard to believe is uh 48 years old because it's so relevant for today um and it's on the new album revisiting this planet from kevin max our guest today on green room door and um kevin i wanted to talk to you about just the making of the album because you know a lot of there's a there's sort of a, a temptation when you when you are doing a a remake album, um, to basically completely reinvent it, you know, <laughs> you know, to put like, uh, uh, a dance beat behind all of the old Larry Norman songs or, I don't know, you know, uh, but this album is so interesting cause it, it, uh, it definitely has like a modern soundscape vibe to it. It's, it feels like you've updated it well, but also there's a lot of like classic rock elements and kind of just allusions to seventies indie music. Um, so it's just kind of a fun trip. So can you tell me a little bit about just the, the construct on
3: the, the sound of this album? I mean, the, the sonic landscape of this record, you know, you, you mentioned a modern soundscape. Um, you know, I did this album with my friend John Mark Painter, who is, you know, just such an amazing instrumentalist, um, overall musician. He, he plays everything. He, um, you know, um, he constructs a lot and he, he basically um, arranges a lot on the spot. Um, so somebody that can, you know, basically um, chart everything out and then play all the instruments himself from, from, you know, brass section to piano, to drums, to guitars, uh, you know, stringed instruments, the guy does it all. Um, when we started working on this project, we both said we wanted it to sound like seventies rock and roll. Um, and then obviously throw our own twist on it. and, And my own twist as a, as a, as a, uh, as a singer and a musician. So I felt like we accomplished that. Um, it definitely still sounds a bit retro. Um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in specifically a few songs, we we meant for it to sound like that. Particularly, uh, why don't you look into Jesus? J- John had this great idea of kind of making it sound a bit like Bowie and, and um, Velvet Underground. And of course, I love that. And uh, yeah, I'm super proud of how this turned out. I mean, John, John Mark Painter, you know, was definitely my my collaborator on this, and and really brought the 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 sound of the album um, to its fruition. It's all it's all Painter. I'm just I'm just a freaking singer. <laughs> uh, well, we all get by with a little help
1: from our friends. <laughs> so um, now there's so many iconic songs on the original album. Um, were there any? I don't know even if you have an answer to this, but was there one song that um, you just felt maybe personally the most connection to or just enjoyed
3: updating the most? The the album is, it is so filled with, you know, so much, um, you know, meaty, literary, uh, and, you know, just so dense, and such great songs that it's hard to like pick a song that you know I felt was stronger than the others. The, the, the one that I kind of shied away from was Wish We'd All Been Ready because we had done that with DC Talk throughout the 90s. And, and right now, obviously, 2020, it, it, it's, it's a bit of a trigger song for a lot of people because uh, somebody that's deconstructed on my own, um, I, do, I don't believe in rapture theology at all, and so it was kind of like performing this and singing this and really listening to the lyrics again you know for the for, for it, 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 you know such a long time since i've done it i just realized man this is something I, i'm not understanding and i don't really agree with and also i feel like it doesn't leave much hope you know it's very it's very um dismal song and so Um, I think Larry even struggled with it. Talking to Mike, um, Larry's son, about it um, and other people that knew Larry, I mean, that was one of the songs that he actually struggled with later in his life. So, um, But, you know, all of the rest of them resonated with me in a big way. And and I felt like, um, to me, Pardon Me is probably my favorite song uh, because it's such an odd tune in the middle of this record. It's this strange, gothic, romantic, you know, song. Um, almost kind of like a strange novel, um, in the middle in in the middle of this record of political and and you know theological debate type music, you've got this strange little romantic number. So that was that was uh, that was interesting to me.
1: Yeah, that's good. I I don't want to leave without talking about the conclusion to your album, which actually is like a bonus track. In an original song called God part four. Can you please tell us the story behind that song? Yeah. God part four
3: was me, uh, man. Um, this is where I get a little selfish, I guess, as, as the, uh, um, creator of this project, you know, I just felt like because, um, of everything that we were going through, I had written this song actually in 2019, um, so, I probably would have changed it quite drastically uh, because of the pandemic and everything that happened, you know, even with george floyd and and then all the division that we saw you know happening in the country because of trump. I just you know I probably would have changed a lot more, but um, I did go in and kind of reconstruct a few of the the lyrical lines um, to kind of fit more what was happening. But it's kind of like my overall anthem of what 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 I what I am about and what I stand for. It's my little decla- declaration of independence, if you will. And and um, I kind of uh, felt like it needed to be on the record to let people know where I stood because the songs that Larry wrote, I mean, I'm sure he'd even struggle with them now. You know, we we all change, we all progress, and so. Um, I felt like God Part Four was you know me being able to say, Okay, but this is how I believe and, and you know, and kind of connected back into the whole work because um I realized a lot of the things that Larry was singing about, I, I, I agreed with him. And so um, you know, there's a line about, you know, we're only visiting this planet. I put that in God part four to kind of bring it together. Interestingly enough, you know, God part three was Larry's answer to U2's God part two. Which was an answer to John Lennon's "God," and um, you know, if you go back to an original, the original song that Lennon wrote called "God," it's 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 um, it's pretty scathing, <laughs> you know, um, definitely coming from almost an agnostic, you know, point of view. And then of course, you two, you know, changed it quite drastically. And so I felt, um, you know, after Larry's version, I could it it it, it opened it up to uh, go any direction really.
1: Well, man, I just love that you ended the album with an original song and uh, something that puts your fingerprint on it. And it's really, really good and compelling. It might might make our list of the best songs of the year. So, um, uh, well done on that. All right, uh, but we only have time really for one more question. So, before we go, I've I've been hearing a lot of online chatter. Uh, that you are forming a new band. I believe you're called Sad Astronauts. All right, can you tell us a little bit more about what to expect with this new project?
3: Yeah, I mean, Sad Astronauts is um, um, the latest, you know, I could say obsession. Um, we've been talking about it for a long time. My guitar player and I, Eric Cole, I mean, he's been with these from the very beginning A Stereotype B. He collaborated on a lot of the songs on Stereotype B with me. Um, and he's written on and off with me throughout the years and played in my live band um, from the very beginning. I just, uh, I honestly felt like I needed to take a break as a solo artist um, at the end of creating this Larry project. I just felt like I had kind of done everything I felt like I could do, specifically within the industry with Radio Technica as well. I mean, such a vast, you know, uh, difference between those two records, Radio Technica and, and Revisiting This Planet. Um, I just felt like, you know, I kinda, I've kind of said it all in my, in, in my way as an artist and I wanted to take a break and I just felt like, you know, Sad Astronauts was the most, you know, obvious um, platform, you know, for me to step out of solo music and to step into a band and just be a singer for the first time, you know and not have to carry the weight of, you know, always being the guy to, to um, you know, answer whatever and, 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 you know, manage whatever. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of expect, expectation too for a solo artist that's been around like me for so long. And obviously a part of a band like DC Talk that became, you know, so huge. And, and I, I'm kind of running from both of those things and wanting to just, you know, create something that's brand new and, and, and basically shoots me into a brand new corner of the music world as well. And so we're extremely excited about Sad Astronauts. You know, we, we're, we've already written close to 14 songs, um, and all of them are amazing. And um, I'm just super proud of where we're going. And, and uh, we're excited to start it up in January.
1: Awesome, man. All right. We will keep our eyes and ears open for Sad Astronauts. Uh, thanks, man.
3: This has been a blast. Thanks so much for the uh, interview, Dave, and look forward to seeing you sometime soon. (laughs)
1: That's super fun to chat with Kevin Max, really one of the most recognizable singing voices in Christian music history. And uh, if you were a part of his crowdfunding campaign to make Revisiting This Planet, thank you for participating. Thank you for helping to make it happen. Uh, and I'm so glad this album is being released. If you already have it, if you were part of the campaign, for the rest of us, November 20th is the release date, and then we can listen to it on all music platforms. So be checking out Revisiting This Planet by Kevin Max so so good and stick around after we say goodbye for this podcast we're gonna play the full song of kevin's remake of the classic why should the devil have all the good music uh i think you'll you'll find it to be a lot of fun so stick around for that um hey coming up we've got thanksgiving of course and uh, then a lot of christmas shopping begins as we all know and uh and We're not trying to say, go spend money you don't have, but... A lot of folks are looking for deals and they do Black Friday shopping and then Cyber Monday shopping. And I bet you a lot of shopping is moving more online this year. Not as much going to the store, standing in lines, being in crowds, right? So um, once you go to, let's say, Amazon uh, and you start typing in A-M-A-Z, stop yourself right there and instead go to smile.amazon.com which uh, you can select UTR Media as your organization of choice, and then we get a kickback of all purchases. It's a small little incremental amount, but it all adds up if a bunch of us do this. Um, And so uh, you can also fill out your shopping cart if you use the Amazon app, but then when you go to the checkout, just take that extra step of going to smile.amazon.com and that one little extra step in the process unlocks free money for us, right? Like it doesn't cost you anything extra to do it. So thank you in advance for your participation and support, especially, I mean, you can do it year round, but especially for this, you know, holiday shopping season, it could be a big help to us. Well, we've got some exciting things on the horizon and one of them being our next episode of Green Room Door. We're going to be chatting with Caroline Cobb about a brand new Advent album she's releasing and we'll be talking to her in the month of December. So uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that next episode. Well, until then, this has been Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout and uh, this is a production of UTR Media an independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org. All right, stick around for that full song from Kevin Max right after this.
2: They say rock and roll is wrong, give you one more chance I feel so good, I gotta get up and dance Stand